Hey everyone, Carrie here. On behalf of all of the Tot Gals, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. To win some swag, learn more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Enjoy the episode. Bachelor recap of the overnights. I am Katie K, your host for this episode, joined by my favorite lovelies, Mary Upchurch. How are you? Hello. Kara Gallagher. Looking hey, lovely. And the Webbers, Heather and Miles Weber. I see you had a Banana Bros mug and I love it. Oh my God. Gotta Just a reminder. To our lovely audience, please subscribe because we are dropping new hot content every week. Some days it's gossip. Some days it's see-through shirts. Who's to say what it'll be next? We're wild. But let's jump into a wild episode of The Bachelor. We are nearing the end of Matt James's season. And these are the always also talked about overnight dates, the fantasy suites, but we started off on a not hot, not sizzling, sexy note because we started this episode with his dad. So it was um, very cringy, very awkward because his dad was an absentee father and he was raised by a single mom, but the bachelor producers thought, man, you know what? Let's fucking go there. Let's bring his dad on and low key seemed like he lied to him about why he was there because he didn't seem to realize where things were going. So did anyone have thoughts on this cringe-worthy scene? The Webbers, tell us. Yeah, man. No, that was super uncomfortable. Um, and we listened to Rachel Lindsay on a podcast uh, earlier today. She did last night, I guess, because she was so upset about the episode. And uh, as people know, she's was the first Black Bachelorette uh and yeah man uh just the whole thing about you know the absent black father and just perpetuating that storyline and how we never really heard this wasn't built up like Mm -hmm. we heard nothing about his dad showing up at all all season and all of a sudden he shows up and kind of gets like dragged uh, and it was super uncomfortable and uh just kind of like how the mom was portrayed and everything i felt uncomfortable that all season they've been using that clip of him crying and i was led to believe i feel like it was over the women and the fact that it was about some real stuff with his father because that struck a nerve with me uh i was like respect for matt i feel bad for him in this situation mm-hmm. uh and yeah man it was super uncomfortable yeah. Do you guys think, uh, Carrie, do you think that they told Matt and got his permission for this or they just sprung it on him? What do you think? I think Matt probably agreed to it maybe at the beginning of the season or was told that maybe they would bring his dad on. But I think it was so far out of his mind that it would be an actual reality that I don't think he was really fully prepared for the scope of that conversation and how emotional it is. And I, I really, I feel like Matt was put into a really crappy position and I don't think it was fair for Matt. I don't think it was fair for Matt's dad. And I think it's, 
it's just a tough situation for Matt to navigate on top of the pressure of being the first black bachelor. Now he's probably dealing with the onslaught of this awkward conversation that aired nationally. And I felt like they kind of threw him the producers. I felt like the producers just kind of threw him out there to the wolves with very little emotional support. I mean, that's a heavy conversation. I, I, I can't believe that he wasn't even um, armed with a therapist or someone to decompress from that. It's, it's really heavy stuff and yeah. just unfair all around. Yeah. No. Right. Or like oh, Chris Harrison moderating, just kidding. That would have been a train wreck. Um, Mary, do you think it served a purpose at all? Or were you just like waiting for it to be over? both you know i i think that <clears throat> they're using this as the like he used this in every explanation as to like why am i the way i am so mm -hmm. yeah, that's what it served and i just like everybody said i don't think it was fair really to anybody mm -hmm. yeah and i guess heather you might remember this the only other time i feel like they've kind of dragged an absentee parent into the situation was when dean did hometowns and they brought uh, he brought someone to like the TP and it was weird and awkward. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. Right. That was super uncomfortable too, but the, this yeah. just felt, this felt different. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, well, even his dad in the middle of it was like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, you could tell he, he was, was looking so around confused. at the cameras. Just like, why are y'all doing this to me? Like, I mean, he just, cause when he walks in the door, he's just like, Hey, Hey, what's up? Like, if you know this is the conversation we're going to have, you're not chipper showing up. So I feel like, yeah, it seems kind of obvious that he was blindsided by it. It yeah. was hard to watch. Well, and it yeah. makes me feel like maybe he wouldn't have agreed to it had he had known what the conversation was going to be. Yeah, exactly. He even said at one point, I thought I was here to celebrate your like journey, not like yeah. have this conversation. Yeah. So that was super awkward. We feel bad for Matt. He definitely stood his, you know, stood his ground on some stuff when he was like, would you want your daughter to marry someone that did to her what you would do? Which I was like, damn, these are some deep cuts. Like I'm proud of Matt James in that moment since I haven't been a big fan of him. Um, so people with shitty dads unite and yeah fuck yeah poor matt and weird had to air their dirty laundry on tv but we're gonna get to more of that matt don't you worry your laundry's all out there because three overnight dates and some tears are in store for the rest of the episode and we started with the lovely decadent michelle um these dates before the dinner parts are all super lame just spoiler alert um they went and bathed in a barn and milk in a trough and rubbed butter around. Is that, I mean, Mary, did you find this a sexy day date or were you just like, cool, can we get to the fantasy part? I gotta tell you, I love Amish butter, okay? <laughs> That's what I was turned on with about that date. Like, Look at all that Amish butter. If you ever had it, it is good, okay? It is so good. All I need is some sourdough, that Amish butter. It is delicious. Um, so yeah, I thought the day was kind of cool. I was like, at least they're not playing hidden camera like poor Katie had on her date where they're like, let's watch somebody else get a massage. I was like, ugh. Um, but I'm gonna say it and I feel bad about this. I like Michelle. She's like somebody I'd want to be friends with. 
but I just don't think she's as exciting, intriguing, or great at this as the others. And maybe that's why, because she's so good. She's not right. as yeah. She's not as flashy because she has all her shit together and she's just like a solid person. And it's like exciting or sexy. She's just cool. I agree. She's kind of like basic, whatever. All right. So then here we get to the dinner. um, And I think this is the point where she said, I love you. I don't remember the timeline, but how do you feel about her confession of feelings? I wish I could have seen them interact more one-on-one because I'm, I'm trying to feel the sparks that Michelle feels for Matt and I just don't see it. And maybe that's an indicator that Matt doesn't feel that way exactly, but he still wants to, you know, explore the relationship. And I loved the little fantasy suite setup that they had. I thought it was super cute. Um, I just, Man, I wish she didn't pull the trigger on the L word because I really don't feel like Matt feels the same way for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems to have a head on her shoulders where I don't think she's being fake about saying it. Like, I don't think she'd be the type of person to just be like, I'm doing this to get to the end. Like, but yeah, Weber's, what did you think about their connection and how they kind of edited it? They intercut Mel's lovey moments with like comments from the other girls and like made it this whole weird montage. What do you think about that? I mean, as far as that goes, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Like, I, I think they were just trying to fill the gaps on it, yeah. really. I mean, it because I think you're just going to pick up on more of what Carrie said, which is not there. And I think there's just the pressure when you get to the overnights that you have to say, I love you, yeah. or you get cut. So yeah. I, I think almost from her perspective, it's, all right, well, I do feel a lot. I should say it. And then I'll just kind of keep writing this out to see how I feel at the end. Um, as far as the bathing goes, it made me think of when I had the chicken pox because my mom made me take an oatmeal bath when I had the chicken pox. So I didn't think it was sexy at all. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, full disclosure, I am from Pennsylvania. There is no such thing as a Pennsylvania Dutch massage day. Okay. <laughs> I just, I want America. Do not buy into this. Just look fun, Carrie. What are you talking about? <laughs> Got your trap up, church. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for setting the record straight, Carrie. I appreciate that. And Heather, I also took a chicken pox bath. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I didn't realize at the time why I was so hashtag triggered, but now we know. Um, so you guys, what I did love was how triggered Rachel was. I'm sorry. I know. I understand that I'm sitting here smiling about someone else's uncomfort. Knowing what we know now, I'm okay with it because she sat there as though she were being prodded with a lightning rod like the entire time that people were walking back in the room, listen, we're all here. Okay. When you date, you do other stuff. Okay. Overnights mean something. So what do we think about Rachel's reaction and how like truly she was crawling out of her own skin, Mary? I wish Victoria was there because that would have been the gas on the fire. And I kept thinking, okay, if I was there, I mean, I would be poking that 
fair. I'd just be like, oh my gosh, you guys, that's so bad. <laughs> or just, but you could also see on every girl's face, like their lines just relaxed when they came back. They were like, ah. And it's kind of true. Like we, I'm sorry, this is so anti-feminist of me to say maybe, but we get so crazy sometimes. And then we just need that opposite energy to calm us the F down. And each girl came back, calm AF. And Rachel was like, Grr! but she I got, I don't want to see her because you can tell. She's mm-hmm. a baby and she's a brat and she gets what she wants and she wasn't getting what she wants. And it showed. And I mean, I get it, Rachel, I get it, but it was fun. Miles had a really good analogy for it earlier when we were watching it, the Survivor one. Oh, yeah. So here's my thing about Rachel. Like, if I was to go on Survivor, I figure I'm probably going to eat some bugs, right? Like, eat some bugs, probably going to swim. Gonna, I'm going to get sunburned more than likely, right? These are just, I figure that's how the show goes. Take right? fire. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, the whole thing. It's going to be wild. That's what I know going in because it's Survivor, and that's how the show works. She seemed to come on The Bachelor and not understand all these other women are trying to bang the same dude as her. So it seems like she just didn't understand that it was going to happen to her. Like, I don't know, like maybe the overnights happen and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to pick you and that's it, which doesn't happen. You're going to tell a man like, you want to bang one of these ladies or three of these ladies? And I'm like, well, gee, Mr. Wilson, I don't know. Like, no, you know what we're going to do. And he did what we all would have done. So yeah, it just seemed weird that I'm like, why are you surprised by this? This is how it goes. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. This is all a part of it, man. So it's Maybe just- Maybe she thought it was gonna be a Claire and Dale situation and he would just end the season for her. Or a Colton and Cassie. Right. He's just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah, exactly. Entitlement can't see through that. Like if you're a big baby brat, you're always a big baby brat and you right. can't deal with it. I know this from experience. <laughs> Thank you guys. I, I agree. That's an added perspective for um, Rachel's little hissy fits each morning. And also like Brie and Michelle probably feeling a little weird about the 12 hour separation between the D and the V, but we're all, we're all mature. We're all going to keep it on. We're going to push those feelings deep down and we're going to sit on the couch and go, mm-hmm. How was your day? Mm-hmm. Anyways, going to our second date, we have the lovely, the classy Brie. I love her. Carrie, what are your thoughts? Brie has been a front runner of mine since the beginning of the season. I've always really liked Brie. I, I feel bad for homegirl. She's always out in the woods, running the risk of getting Lyme's disease. This episode was no different. There's nothing sexy about camping. Katie K, I know you agree with me on a visceral level in that regard. And I just, I feel like she didn't get that sexy, invigorating date that builds up to something incredible and you can satisfy your hunger in the, in the fantasy suites. Like, you know, Michelle got to rub Matt down with butter and physically rub up on him. And then you had later in the episode, you had Rachel and she got to do a freaking ghost scene, a scene from Ghost, the most romantic movie other than the murder. And then poor my girl Brie is in the woods. Yep. 
Why does she keep getting the short end of the stick? Producers, we're looking at you, producers. Lame AF date, not giving her a chance to shine. Um, what did we think, <sighs> Webbers? What did we think about when she confessed her love? When Brie confessed her love for Matt, it's yep. just hard because I mean, you could tell he's just he's not as into them as he is into Rachel, and it's unfortunate because you have two independent strong ass women who are like this is who i am as a person and this is how i'm feeling boom here we go like i'm in front of you let's do this we're your unit uh and then you got rachel who's just in constant need of reassurance just always in her head feeling uncomfortable with the situation like clearly not a whole person so and it's frustrating knowing that's probably where he's gonna land because that's where he's already at it's just like why this one man i will say with brie confessing though i think it was brie that asked him if he was ready to get engaged and he had the most political way of not answering that question not at all just around the bush and he's so good at when they say i love you oh kiss let me just not say anything back goes right in for the kiss started talking about his bad stuff when it wasn't even the question and successfully averted it yeah man it was like dude come on my other issue with this date uh when she pulled out the letter uh (laughs) for the overnight uh i don't know if you guys saw Every letter said the same thing. I paused it and read it. They all started, what a wild adventure. They were all the same, paste, edit, put in the date, edit, that's it. They were all the same. There was nothing unique about those letters. I paused every single one. She did. I was pissed. I watched it. I think it's funny how they say, um, if you choose to forego your individual rooms, it reminds me of like, oh, you're in a festival and they're like, do you need a room or will you be staying somewhere else? Like, like, hey, we need these rooms. So just let us know because we're going to use them for something else. Like, right. We're going to let one of the producers keep it if you guys don't want it. They've uh, had a hard week. Mopping <laughs> up tears. The morning after though, when, he's, when they're cooking together, uh, I feel like he took some of the butter from Michelle's date and put it in the pan at Bree's date when he was cooking for her. Cause I was like, where'd you get all that butter? That's it's totally from two nights ago. Mary, did you believe the connection between Brie and Matt, like the overnight fantasy part more than believe the Michelle and Matt? Yes, um, a little bit, but there's one thing I love Brie. Like you said, I, mean, I think she is exquisite. You know, she is beautiful, poised. She chooses her words very carefully, but it almost seems like too much. Like I would love to see when they're walking through the woods, I was like, what are we doing? No, you know, but she's just like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like she's going along with it. Like let yourself. Like when Serena said she didn't like the, the yoga date, like that was refreshing. Just tell us. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we get to whiny, but Rachel who has her overnight finally. And she's like, I can't even sculpt clay. too sad. Um, and she, she sits down with him to just let it out. And guys, what I have a problem with is that they, she told him what she was insecure about, but like nothing changed. Like she got it off her chest, but like, he still had those two dates. She's still third. He definitely banged her girls. Carrie, 
What were your thoughts on their convo? I just thought it was weird. And then Matt brought up his dad again as like a way or a reason for why he is insecure or scared about things. And I thought Rachel was just a sad Sally pants. And it's like, girl, this is what you signed up for. And I know it sucks being third in line, um, but it's still going to work. It's still going to get up. It's still going to be hard and great. And you just need to suck it up. I just, I did not like the conversation, but also we've already said it. I'm just not a fan of Rachel based on things that have kind of come out since this right. season began. So I wonder if we hadn't, if we were ignorance as bliss, did not know any of the things we know now, if we would have such a critical opinion of her, probably not. Mary, I know you um, had mentioned that you were kind of talking her gameplay. What, uh, what did you see from her on her overnight? Well, like Carrie said, you know, she was, she was just a, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. It's going, it's going, it's gone. No, um, yeah, it was really weird. And I think that it shows Matt's not mature. He's not ready for marriage because he's giving the attention to the one starting with the drama um, instead of these two women who are like really like sane and whatever. And she's just like, penalty, I can't do the clay. Um, but part of me is like, she got what she wanted. He said, I love you to her first. Like, right. mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, if I, if I could do this, if I was in this position, you know, make him chase you. I'm going to try that next time. There's somebody that I like, if I ever have another person I like, make, I I get what they say. Like, just make them chase you. I think you guys are all married. I don't know if I should be talking about this, but uh, I think that's what it looks like. And Rachel's going to get her man, at least for a while. But I do think there's something to be said. You said it's a sign of his immaturity. I think that the immature guys fall for the make him chase you thing. So maybe you're attract, maybe she's attracting maybe the wrong kind of guy by the way she's like doing her theatrics. Yeah. Well, what, if, what if Matt just said, girl, you work it out on yourself. I'll be in here making clay. And then she just, he just left her. That would have got her on the hook real fast. She'd been like, yeah. Weber's. Look how long it took him to realize there was even something wrong. The second she walked up, you could, she didn't do the run, jump, wrap your legs like thing. There was no toddler drop. You hold back. You hold back. Make make him like, what's wrong? Yeah, it was super awkward. It was super weird. And what is the over under that she has never seen Ghost? What do you guys think? Oh, 85%. Yeah. Um, you know what? She, he knew he needed, he was like, oh crap, I'm not going to get the overnight. I need to say what she wants to hear because I need that overnight. Cause she's like, I'm going to hold this little kitty hostage. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to, I'm going to make a chastity belt and you won't get to unlock it, Matt. Cause we're going to pop her in the kiln. Guys. Oh, Webers, what did you think about how freaking she laid it out on the table and said, if you propose right now, I will accept it. What did you think about that fucking ace on ace in her hand? What am I saying? How many metaphors can I <laughs> shove into this Bill Cosby sweater? Go ahead. Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, and as far as the chasing thing goes, I don't know. I chased him. So what it's are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, it took me too long to figure out she was chasing me. So yeah, I'm stupid. But see, it worked. It did. It did. But I don't know, man. Rachel's just it's it's she's just frustrating. The whole mm-hmm. thing. Like I just I need to see. I need to understand where the connection is. What have y'all actually talked about? Yeah. What has actually been discussed? Mm-hmm. I know nothing. Yeah. About her, nothing. And so I'm like, what is the infatuation yeah. that this one? Why? Why? Yeah. And so I, her being like, I've been feeling like I could marry you for weeks now. I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. That's not okay. Well, I feel like throughout <laughs> the season, we've only learned about maybe four people. And that does, and Matt's not even in that four. Yeah. So it's like, we've only learned about four people, which is really weird for the entire season to only know so little about everybody. So when you get to the end, it's like, mm, Yeah, man. I, I, think, I think you got to give time for people to become who they actually are, man. The first year of any relationship, you're just trying to keep that little tinder mask from falling off. Like, so yeah, man, I, just give people time. Get to know somebody. Get to know a human. Like a brand new human, a man for two months. We can, we can fool you for two months. <laughs> like any idiot could keep it together for two months so like give them a year or something so yeah the the feelings just felt super rushed and i just don't understand the context Bleh. right do we believe raise your hand if you believe that she would have actually accepted a proposal right then all right yeah i think she's just she wants it that bad what does she want she doesn't know does I she almost know? thought he had the ring like he kind of like leaned in a little bit more and I was like, oh, he might have it. This right. might be it. Right. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. So win. What? He wants to win. Yeah. Yep. I also wonder if they're editing the footage we're seeing differently based on the shit going down in the media. Like, I wonder if we would have found out more of their conversations possibly, or if Rachel would have gotten a different edit if there wasn't so much going down. I don't know. How much contribute a shitty personality to a bad edit? I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, all right. So we had three overnight dates. They definitely all banged. And then they all show up in beautiful black dresses. CAF. No one actually said to the confessionals anything crude, right? They all were just like, right? Okay. I was like, did I miss anything spicy? But I guess not. That's the theme of this season. <laughs> okay, so we get to the rose ceremony and our queen, Brie, doesn't get a rose. We're all devastated. She wasted that dress on Matt. It was oh. so nice. I looked up the dress afterwards. I was like, I want that dress. Too expensive, but I want it. She wore right. that dress. Yeah, she wore that dress. Um, Mary, do you think there's a chance, any chance at all that we get her as our bachelorette? I mean, I think there's a chance. I think she, she but there is a certain amount. She, we didn't get to know her enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like they kind of wasted Brie mm-hmm. a little bit. But when she was in that dress, I couldn't help but thinking or hearing in my head, she's got style, she's got grace, she's got she's a lady. Like she just, it was the whole package. Carrie, what did you think about her goodbye talk with Matt and how she like low-key slid it in that she quit her job? I thought she handled it so well. And I appreciate that she was, um, 
I appreciate that she held back and she didn't go full on like F you. I left so much behind for this. And think about the kind of job market that she went back to. I mean, it's not easy to get a full-time salaried position, especially if you're 24 and maybe only have like a year and a half of working experience, you know? So I'm happy that she did say, I did give up a lot to be here. Um, I thought she handled it, you know, very maturely. I thought she was respectful. And she even said like, I, I can't be mad at you. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't think, I don't think she's going to be uh, the next bachelorette because even the Weber said it and Upchurch just said it like of the people that we got to know, she wasn't in that group. Like we got to know Abigail, we got to know Katie, but we didn't get to know Brie. And so I feel bad that she left a lot for this. Um, and I, I also feel bad that Matt really led her on the entire time. And, and same thing with all the other girls that he's sent home before this. Yeah, there was no indication for them at all that they should not keep putting themselves out there because she wouldn't have said I love you. She was like kind of she was like stone cold in a lot of her uh, confessionals. Like, I'm not going to open up. Mm -hmm. <sighs> OK, so Queen Brie leaves. I agree with you guys about the odds of being bachelorette, um, her edit and stuff. Um, but then we get some previews for the finale. And Chris Harrison said something like, you think you know what's going to happen, but you don't. So uh, do I want to go around and do some quick predictions. I'll pop it to Carrie first. What are your predictions for the finale? Okay. I think Matt James is going to pick uh, Rachel, but maybe not give her a ring. Maybe that's like the big surprise ending. Okay, okay. Webbers? I think Rachel shows up like at his room, just like, hey, is it me or not? Like, I don't know that they're going to do the whole ceremony. She just might be like, me or no. This I just true. feel like that's how she's been this entire time. So why not? Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Mary, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think his, whatever happens like with his mom and his brother, that's going to put him into such a headspace that he's gonna be like, I'm not ready to get married, but I choose you, Rachel, because I'm hot for your body. Yeah, exactly. I I kind of think that his mom's gonna love Michelle and then say she doesn't like Rachel, but he's always wanted to pick Rachel, so it's gonna throw him off. Mm -hmm. I just want to know, and maybe I'm missing something. What is the curb? What is the curb moment? I think that's the mom stuff. I, I think that's the mom stuff. Yeah. I, think it's yeah, I think it's the mom stuff, but I'm also upset because I think they used the same clip of him crying from this week to tease next week. Like they just zoomed in on it. Yeah, he was wearing the same exact shirt. He did the same exact thing. So if I don't see that type of crying, like because of the situation, you're really being fucked up here. That's not cool. Damn, I didn't even catch that. Well, no. you better, we're going to be, I have a Hawkeye on which shots of crying happen in the finale. Everyone's going to be angry next week. We will not stand for this. I know, whichever whichever way you slice it, we're all going to be heated. Um, but you guys, obviously stay tuned to our Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel because we're going to have the hot goss after the finale and then obviously after the final rose. So we're going to have a wild amount of stuff to dish about. 
and we are here for you. A warm embrace. Um, thank you, Mary Upchurch, Carrie Gallagher, and Heather and Miles Weber, as per usual, dropping all of the bombs and dishing all of the gossip. I've been your host, Katie Kay. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Carrie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to the Broken Drift Patreon account. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch the episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio.